1: This is an Ian special report.
2: Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg.
3: Ian's at six.
2: When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure? Um, you're not Don. It stands up uh, But it's Don. not now from the ESPN
0: New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum, or whatever that guy's name is. One
2: of your show is number one? <laughs> Hi, everyone, welcome to ENN. on Tiwi. Ray Ro. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. I know you could laugh in my face and say I'm an absolute moron. That's likely. Wow. I'd like to say good evening to Don. Use uh, the organizations. <coughs> change directions. Oh, no. It's like, the, it's like I'm the only person that ever gets sick on this. Show. <laughs> Michael. Michael, I think that's an underrated one. I think that was very good. He, yeah, but I,
3: I, you know what? I I don't think I would have used that as a drop. He's he's playing in distress right now.
2: It doesn't, that doesn't hold on. That, Don, even you would agree. That has nothing to do with it. A drop yeah. is a drop. Okay. You don't think you deserve if you, it?
0: If you feel good
2: about it, then I guess it's a drop. I'd like to hear it one more time, Anthony. Use uh, the
0: organization's <coughs> change
2: directions. <Yeah>. Oh, no. <laughs> this
3: guy has his last legs.
2: I don't think so. Well, I'm cool. not you have legs. to realize that in hockey, see? He always gets choked up on this well, but show. That way, listen, if
0: I decide to have some tremendous pistachio nuts before the uh, segment, then that's on me. Then I deserve the drop. Sure. But when I'm fighting a good fight here... Uh, (laughs) All right, how about that? See, last time I had a cough. Again, you guys have no bedside manner whatsoever. Good evening to Don one more time.
2: I wept. Good evening to myself. Hey, you like sports? Tune on in! (laughs) And lastly, good evening to Miss Hatton. Can I join? Never forget. No one ever will. All right, guys. uh, Let's do a little post-mortem on the New York Yankees. Aaron Boone was asked what his team is missing.
4: I think we have a lot of the right ingredients in there. Look, I think we're a few really impactful people that weren't able to play in this postseason that would have potentially been a real difference. So I do feel like we have a lot of those people in that room. We got thinned out a little bit by injury. Again, everyone's got to deal with that, but I think there were some significance. So every year is a little bit different in what exactly you have, where are you from a health standpoint, those things very much matter, but you're always searching to try and get better and be more complete and be more excellent in, in every scenario against potentially every opponent. I mean, you're always trying to work to get there, and sometimes it lines up better than others. Sometimes you're kind of grinding at the finish.
3: I'll tell you what, he's in a difficult spot because the injuries did play a role, and you can't use injuries as an excuse, but they're legitimate. Their real leadoff hitter is D.J. LeMayu, couldn't go. Andrew Benintendi balances out the lineup. He plays left field all of a sudden. You don't have to have a a rookie in left field who had a really rough time of it uh, Cabrera, uh, the, the bullpen was ravaged by injuries. So those are legitimate reasons why they didn't compete with the Astros. Legitimate. But a manager can't say it. He can, he can just talk around it, which he did. But I understand the bullpen was not the bullpen that was imagined, and the lineup was not the lineup that was imagined.
0: Well, we can't forget the last 101 games since the 52-18 and 18 start, in which they went 50-51. and 51. So it's not all injuries. It's that they were just a very average team after that historic great start. Now, Mm -hmm. King was a part of that, and he got hurt. As you said, Lemayhew was hurt. Not all of the 100 games, but a good portion of them. But you went from being, Michael, we were having conversations about this team breaking the record for wins in a regular season. And they won 99 games, which is nothing to sneeze at, but after... You know, winning 52 of your first 70? Not what you want. Just not? So, should we really be that surprised how this ended based on what they were after the 52-18 and start? Do we think it was all of a sudden going to come back and they would find it again?
3: No, but, I mean, you're you're telling me so essentially after that start they were 500. Right. So... I mean, you beat the Guardians, you won your division with 99 games. I think the thing that's surprising to people is that it was a sweep. That's all.
2: Oh, and, the way it, and the way it happened was downright hurtful. Uh, of course, the the biggest question that will loom this offseason is the future of the Yankees best player, Aaron Judge. Here is number 99. Is your goal to remain a Yankee?
0: You know, I've been clear about that
1: You know, since I first wore the pinch tries, but you know, we couldn't get something done before spring training and You know, I'm a free agent. We'll see what happens.
2: Um, Has he asked anyone about his upcoming free
1: agency? Yeah, I talked to G a little bit, but his was a little different, just being an extension, you know, staying with with the Marlins. You know, Cole, we we talked a little bit about his process, not much. I think he kind of had his mindset on where he wanted to be, so I I haven't haven't asked him too much. Maybe the next couple days I might. So you don't have the mindset then like he did? You know, I've never, never been afraid, and We'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> uh, Anthony Rizzo says his buddy Aaron Judge should be the highest play, highest paid player in baseball.
0: I think that he bet on himself on the biggest stage in the biggest market and did it with ease, and should be rewarded as the highest player, paid player in the game. He's, he's, he's the new gold standard in my opinion, and uh, you know, it's all about market timing for the most part. And what better time to go out and hit 62 home runs, hit over 300 play how he's not a gold goal finalist is beyond me. Amazing defense. Stole bases when he needed to. Gets on. Walks more.
2: It's just he's a total package. Buster Olney with some interesting insight here saying teams out there believe that Judge will stay in New York. I think the price that Hal's going to pay will be extricated in the judge negotiations, where they felt like in the spring, look, we're going to stand on this seven-year, $213.5 million offer, $30.5 million, which they felt was fair because they were making him the second highest paid position player. I think in these negotiations, they're essentially going to have to wave the white flag, go to judge, blank check. Look, we're going to make you the highest paid position player. We're going to pay more than Mike Trout, who makes $36 million a year. We're going to give you an eighth year, but we're going to make sure that we get it done. I I can tell you this, folks with other teams absolutely believe that Judge is going to go back to the Yankees, and they believe that the Yankees will not let him get away, especially given the needs of this moment for the owner. Interesting stuff there.
3: Hmm. It's going to be very closely watched. I think the Yankees were fair with their offer um, before the opening day. And people but yesterday's on, price it. is not yeah, today's but, price. But people people around baseball thought they were fair. Nobody said that they tried to undercut him. They gave him a great offer, and he bet on himself. So I'm sure the Yankees will make a representative offer because they probably want to keep him. But I don't think under any circumstance, if somebody gets silly, that they're going to be bulldozed into doing something that they, they don't think is prudent. So, yeah, it's it's probably an important sign for them. But let's say the San Francisco Giants come in at $500 million for 10 years. I, 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 I can't see the Yankees doing that.
2: Well, that would just be stupid. But, yes, I, I, I think if it gets to that point, they're probably not doing it.
3: I mean, but the I Yankees think... are always going to try to do the right thing. They know their fan base loves the guy. And I think that Aaron probably wants to stay here. But it's all about money, too, because the, 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 the offer he turned down was not insulting. It was really good. And he said, no, he wanted more. So if he played this whole season and put up a historic season, and, you know, the interesting thing to me will be if the Yankees make him a great offer, right? And there's another team that's slightly ahead. If he goes to the other team, that that will be very, very interesting to dissect. Of course, the
2: New York Giants uh, are 6-1, and one, just like everybody expected. And I mentioned this earlier, guys. There was a... Listen, I, I didn't... I thought it was a little bit of a a weird call here. This is Fox, the end of the game, Giants up six, Jacksonville on the doorstep. The throw at the goal line, caught by Christian Kirk, but there's no more time. And the Giants' defense to the last yard or two holds on and secures the victory. It's, it sounded like a preseason game. I Tom. I, I, I hate Come to
0: be on. critical. Go ahead, especially of a guy that I like. That sounded to me like somebody was just doing a job. See, I, got a I, game I, to do. Do the I, game. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Game's
2: over. Really? I get to go home.
0: I hey, have Chris said,
3: Myers. This game you seven. Li- he got excited when the catch was made.
2: Hmm. <sighs> yeah. hmm. I mean, considering it was caught at what the one inside the one, it was right there. I mean, it was it was pretty crazy
3: end. So, I mean, did you want him to scream?
2: <sighs> I'm with Peter.
0: Like it was, like technically the call was fine, but I didn't sense that there was any kind of emotion.
2: It, it it didn't sense like the game was on the line and it was. I mean, Well, you know what? Let's 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 go to the flip side of the coin. Okay. Let's hear um iron eagle on CBS. Gordon in the backfield. <laughs> oh, oh.
3: Rip it. Wife's
4: Sutton got lost in the sauce. See,
0: there you go. See, so that's how you do it. That's the listen. guy that was replacing
3: Jim Nance. Yeah, did you just see this? Yeah. What? This is a good E&N story. Andrew Marsha just broke the story that. Hello, Nance. friends. Nance will do the final four, and after that, Iron Eagle will take over and be a successor. Wow! Literally, just right now. Mm-hmm. Lost in the sauce. Yes. Wow! What timing? Well, they want they. Marshan times this so it you know it becomes part of ENN.
2: I appreciate it, Andrew. I know you don't know who I am or like the show or what I do, but I I enjoyed that.
3: Tweet um, that, print that.
2: that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I you know what he is the guy. He should be the, success, the successor. He his voice to me has become yeah. really the tournament. I really I think about him on these days. I I already
3: think about him first when I picture the tournament. Who? Nance? Eagle? Really? Yeah. Well, here's the uh, quote from Nance. It's time with two young children and an older daughter, and I spend more time at home. Daddy needs to be home. How old is Jim? 63. But he'll be 53 on Saturday. I get that. I'm 57. I'll be 53 next Saturday. A lot of travel. Nice guy. Is he?
0: Got to spend some time with him in Denver. New Year's Eve 2016. Wow. Okay. Whose party was it? You guys at Elway's house? We were at a restaurant. I had just done the Ranger-Avalanche game. He was there for the Bronco game coming up on that Sunday. And he was just a nice guy to talk to. Oh, but no. I think Ian's going to do
2: a better job. Ian is, he's, good. he's amazing. And he's in his prime. He's killing it.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
2: Let's stay with the, uh, the giants. Daniel Jones. On winning so many close games this season, I think there's just a competitive spirit. There's a, a mental toughness to our group, and regardless of what's happened earlier in the game, or regardless of the situation, we get confidence that we're going to execute and and find ways to win. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot of points in the game, a lot of plays that we you know would like to have back to clean up, and hopefully you know make a couple more plays so we're not in that situation. But um, you know, credit to Jacksonville, they're a good team, uh, good defense, and and they played well today. Greeny feels strongly about something that I feel strongly about, which is the playbook that Dable is using for Daniel Jones. Here's Greeny on Dable getting the most out of him.
0: You get this kid, a coach, who knows what he's doing, who is emphasizing the things he does well, who is de-emphasizing the things he doesn't do well. I found myself watching this game yesterday thinking, Daniel Jones, a pretty good player, and maybe he has it in to become very good. Maybe never to justify being the sixth pick in the draft. Not to be Patrick Mahomes. That's not on the list of options here. But to be a
3: darn good player, I actually think he could be.
2: Wow. Yeah. It's, it. no, it's no. starting to turn. It, it, it's, I feel like, guys, we're in a different place than we were a month ago. Like four weeks ago, I think we were all saying we still don't know anything oh. about Jones. We still don't know. We are learning that there's a chance he could be a, ver- a stable, steady hand to lead your team. But does that mean big
0: contract or still sticking to the, well, we'll offer him a deal and we'll see what free agency offers him?
3: Cause well, I, you, I don't think he's going to get that huge contract, like when you're the next quarterback that's no. free agent. You yeah. get like the biggest contract. I don't see that.
0: Because I don't know if there's a team that's going to need a quarterback that's going to throw $30 million a year at him, and if you do, I am think you're going to be disappointed because I think there are limitations there. But still, what's being built is a guy that seems like he knows how to win, takes what's given to him, can be coached, and – Six and one is—it's hard to apologize for it, guys. I know they've had to come back in almost every game. Schedule has not been that daunting. The Packer win is not aging well, right? I mean, now you almost look at it. But good, the good thing they beat the Packers—they were supposed to—but still, six and winning six of your first seven games, you, you, there's that's no fluke. I mean, they're they're good. Now we'll see. Like I like I said to Sala with the Jets. Now you're not surprising anybody anymore. Six and one, they're going to see that coming. So, how will teams act towards that? Will they be able to keep this up? But a few more wins, guys. I mean, Seattle, Houston, Detroit coming up. Hey, Seattle, you win two of those three, you're sitting there at you're sitting there at eight and two through ten games. I mean, now you're expected to make the playoffs.
2: And they and they could win all of them. They could win all of them. Can you imagine? Okay, In how many? Hold on. November, uh, 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 uh. there's three games before the Thanksgiving game. Don, can you imagine the state of Giants fans if they're nine and one heading into that four thirty Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day? It's, it's you know. We'll can you imagine with Philadelphia,
0: you're battling for first place? Could be. And really, who are you battling with as far as your know, wild cards are concerned? Right. Obviously, there's three teams with the rain with the uh, the Giants. The Eagles and the Cowboys, so one team's going to win the division, and there there could be two of the wild cards right there. Um, who else is coming out
2: of uh, uh, Minnesota's Vikings? Minnesota's win in the North. That's so no Minnesota one else is win, coming out. I mean, unless know, so. either Green Bay gets it together and everything's okay, I don't think that's going to happen. All
0: right, they already have the tiebreaker over Green Bay. In the in the South, I, I you know the Buccaneers might win it by default. It's yeah,
2: but it's repug. I, I, I know you guys are gonna laugh in my face. I, I think by I think by the time the season's all said and done, the commanders could be in the fighting in the wild kind of Oh, conversation.
0: Stop yourself. I do. I do. Well listen, the interesting the thing, team. Peter. They've got, you know, from week week thirteen and fifteen, they've got the Giants in two of those three weeks. So you just so, gotta get close. So you don't so you don't think that they, they can control that? There there's two games right there you can make up. And get the tiebreaker if you can win those games.
2: I don't know. It's all Good. very fluid. It's all – it. listen, the NFL, it's ebbs and flows. And the, impress- the impressive part here about the Jets and the Giants is that we made it out of that first month that Steve always talks about, Steve Young always tells us, that's like the preseason. And now they're, they're through almost through the second month. And they are both still very legitimate football teams. Um, now, we mentioned the Green Bay Packers who did, if you didn't pay attention, suffer a loss to the commies yesterday. Yeah, it was ugly for Aaron Rodgers.
3: How's Ballard feeling? Ballard Wallard? Uh,
2: Not great, Bob. Not great. He texted me today that I I said, um, I I had texted him and said, hey, um, Taylor Heineke is not as talented as Carson Wentz, but man, he's he's got a lot of heart. And Ballard's response was, you know who doesn't have a lot of heart? And, And sent me a picture of Aaron Rodgers. Wow.
3: How's Ballard Wallard? Is he feeling badly today?
2: Now here's Rodgers. On people writing off the Packers. I'm
1: not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us. This week, you know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo and Sunday Night Football, the chance they get exposed, shoot, might be the best thing for us.
2: Okay. How about this? I'll put it all on the Bills. All right. What's the line there, Don? Any idea? What do you think? I'm guessing 10 and a half? Ooh. 13. 13. I'm hearing 13. All right, you're gonna put it all on the bills. I might bet it now. I might make it my three-point play right now, Michael.
0: Think about that. Just a couple of weeks ago, when the Jets played the Dolphins, and wow, it's ten and
2: just for the record, as my guess, ten and a half. It is ten and a half. It is ten and a half. Yeah,
0: because it was just a few couple of weeks ago that the Bills were favored by fourteen over Pittsburgh. So imagine if the number was the same against Green Bay, but ten and a half—that's it's a lot. When was the last time the, the
2: the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers
0: were double-digit dogs anywhere?
2: Listen, I'm telling you right now, the team I saw playing yesterday. Now listen, it could have gone differently. There were a couple plays called back that could have certainly flipped that game the other way. But isn't that what football games are? That's every sure. game. So, I mean, I, I, what you see offensively for the from the Packers is just, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, while, while Aaron Rodgers was busy talking about you know Joe Rogan and doing Ayahuasca, the Packers moved on from Devontae Adams. That's a major loss. That's a problem. It changes everything. It's not, it doesn't just change the balls that go to Adams, but it's about everyone. How every other receiver, all of a sudden, L- Lazard doesn't look the way he looked when he had Adams on the field. Everything is different. Now, another man who struggled a bit yesterday, guys, uh, was Tom Brady. Here is Brady on dropping below 500.
1: No one feels good about where we're at. No one feels good about how we played or what we're doing. So we all got to, we're all in it together, man. We gotta go pull ourselves out of it.
2: Harry Douglas on ESPN radio earlier saying Tom Brady should have stayed
3: retired. Tom Brady should have stayed his ass at home. Mm. Tom Brady should have stayed home, retired with his family, because what we're seeing right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what we're seeing from Tom Brady and his commitment right now, what Tom Brady is going through. All the signs are telling us that Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, a guy who has seven Super Bowls, should be at home right now with his feet kicked up. But then he has what? What does he have? Three hundred million dollars waiting for him in, in 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 the TV world. What are you doing, Tom? Go home. I don't think that's fair. Go ahead. He has the right to play as long as he wants. He's not embarrassing himself. He's not playing poorly. He doesn't have a lot of talent around him like he did in the past. No, Maybe you're right. Though was a though. poor choice to come back to Tampa Bay, but you can't tell me he looks terrible.
2: No, I'm telling you, I think he looks better than Rogers. If I had to choose, if I had to choose one right now for me, I'm taking Brady. It's just it's not special, you know. It's just it's it, he's not
0: lifting this team up. But you've got I feel bad for Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is thinking, boy, I get to be a head coach again with a legit quarterback, and now it's just a miserable season to just get blamed on him. But you know. Bruce Arians was a good coach, experienced coach. You lose him, you, you got a few injuries. There's always, there's always reasons, but we've seen Rodgers and Brady overcome these things. They're superhuman, and now they're just
2: good. There's a big difference. Now, guys, of course, Jets fans know, AVT, Brees Hall, both gone for the season. Here's Coach Sala earlier on the show talking about the loss.
1: As part of the season. Football's a war of attrition and it sucks mainly for Reese and AVT, but you know, it's also a great opportunity for Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, Boye, and even Bam Knight, so it is tough because you feel so so strongly for those two young men who just lost what, in my mind, are Pro Bowl seasons, but like I said, it's an opportunity for somebody else to step up.
2: You're a big Bam Knight guy, Michael, always have been. Yeah,
3: I love him. That, it's Shug's brother, right? <laughs> Ray, it's actually Ray's brother. Oh, Ray Knight. I yeah. didn't, no, I didn't Uh-oh. know that. Yeah, he's. I thought he's it was a, Shug's brother.
2: No, it's Ray's brother. He's an older player, but <laughs> here's uh, Salah on um, with us earlier. You can hear him every Monday, by the way, Michael. I don't know if you know that. Right, I right do here on the occasion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Roughly yeah, sure. around three thirty. Right around three thirty. Here's uh, Bob Salah talking about Elijah Moore rejoining the team.
1: Everyone handles things differently, but at the same time, he's still part of this family. We're not going to alienate him. He's going to be a big part of the reason why we have success here. And I get it. You know, he's a competitor and I get optically how it looks. But at the same time, just going through his college career and all the work that we put into him and all the different people you speak to, you know, he's a guy, he's got tremendous character and he's a competitor and he wants to be a big part of an offense. And um, and we're kind of spoiled in the sense that we got him. We have really good backfield. We got two really good tight ends, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. And so we got a lot of guys who are capable of being able to touch the ball and do some things with it and where he's coming from a place where he averaged ten to fifteen targets a game. You know, it's a little bit different. But at the same time we know what kind of guy he is. We know the type of work he puts in and as an organization and as a fan as a fan base, as coaches, teammates, it's more than ever we gotta embrace him and let him know that he's gonna be a big part of this. So
3: no, that's a good coach answer, right? I mean even if he thinks the guy's reprehensible, he can't say it.
0: Well, because I still think there's a chance they could trade him. As I said before, he's a commodity. So why would you, to make yourself feel good, you know, rip him, discipline him, not play him and, and hurt the what, what you have in him. So whether he's going to play for you at some point down the road or whether you're going to try to trade him, best thing is to try to keep everything all good if you start ripping them then you might get less form and there's teams that need receivers just talk about the Packers right what are they going to do if they if their offense doesn't wake up right Giants Giants are doing it basically without
2: any receivers Michael you excited for your big three-point game
0: tonight
3: I am I'm a little nervous a little nervous Three, 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 Matt three. Mac Jones is back. I, I'm not sure I like that.
2: Well, I got news for you, Michael.
3: Because Zippy was playing very well.
2: If if whether you win or lose. We're tied. Come tomorrow. hmm Hit it, Anthony.
4: I'm still number one.
2: One, one.
3: Does he Thank have a uh, phrase tonight. in there tied for one?
2: I don't think we could remix it. So I'm, oh. I'm tied for number one.
3: That will do it for ENN <laughs> on this Monday, October the 24th. Wow, that was a really good one.